Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Chronicles. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And today we have my guy, Mr. Tyler Cerny. He's coming to us from L.A., a great guy, uh, doing some pretty neat things uh, for, for a really cool company. And uh, so thankful to have connected with him and excited to share his story with you. So first, I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. Truly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Chip. I'm absolutely honored and blessed to be here as well i think uh, people like you are amazing you're a shining light to everyone in the world and uh, just it's a great opportunity and a blessing to be here awesome. so thank you for having me yes sir yes sir well let's dive into it my man if you don't mind talk to us about your life story and uh track your story till now absolutely man that's an amazing question and i'm originally from cleveland ohio i'm out here in la right now and when I talk about my life, I always like to share these three moments that I like to call why me moments. And they're moments that you ask yourself, why, are this, why is this happening to me? I don't see any positive from this moment in the current situation. And these three moments happened to me at an early, early in life, which then shaped my belief system, my inner rules, my mindset, and how I make decisions. And then that transitioned into where I am today in my career and everything else. And so grew up in Cleveland, I was a little kid, and the first thing I, the first moment was people would ask me in school, they're like, What's your name? And I said, Tylo Sony. I couldn't say my R's. I had a speech impediment. And, you know, kids would look at me like, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, I would sound it differently. And <laughs> I would ask myself, you know, why is this happening to me? Why can I sound like the other kids? So I actually, I will never forget it. Every Wednesday, I went to Mrs. Fetterman's office and did speech lessons. And then, <laughs> Looking back on it, I'm so grateful for that moment because uh, I ended up seeing a statistic saying uh, fear is the number or uh, public speaking is the number one fear over than death. And for me, one part of success is living outside of, you know, without li living without fear. And said, yeah. so I said, if I can speak, I can do anything in the world. So from when I realized that, I said, wow. It doesn't matter where you start, it's where you finish. And now my number one goal is to become the highest paid speaker in the world and speak in front of 35,000 people consistently. And so that's the message I want to share. The second mo moment that happened to me as a little kid, I was overweight. Uh, in Cleveland and specifically in the Midwest, people are more overweight than people in California. And uh, my parents were blue collar. They traded time for money. So what they, they weren't really home a lot, so we got fast food. It was cheap, inexpensive, and it was quick. And so I was extremely overweight, like 60 to four, uh, 40 to 60 pounds overweight, like weighing 170 pounds in like the third grade. I was obese. And uh, I didn't really get picked on a lot, a lot like that, but I, it, was, it was hard for me to run, and things were just a lot more difficult for me. And then there was one day 
well, I just looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you know, this isn't who I want to be. This isn't allowing me to be the best person that I can be. So I made a decision to take full responsibility of my health. And from then on there, that moment of me taking full responsibility for that situation is now applicable to everything else in my life. And I went on to play collegiate football. Now I'm uh, planning to compete in some natural bodybuilding competitions. But when it first happened to me, I asked myself, why is this happening to me? Why can't I be in California in a family where everything in the pantry is organic or vegan, right? <laughs> but that wasn't the case. And then the third moment I wanted to share that shaped my, my mindset and kind of where I'm at today is when I was in college, I worked as an insurance agent and I, and I, I worked my butt off to save a whopping $5,000 and I wanted to buy a, cat, a 2008 Cadillac Escalade. That's the car I wanted. I wanted an Escalade and I don't like the newer ones. I like the older ones. And I, I couldn't find one of those, but I ended up getting a 2008 Cadillac STS. I purchased it. I had, um, it was $8,000. I paid, I had 5,000. I put everything I had towards it. My parents ended up uh, covering the rest. It was paid off. And I had the car on the second day. And uh, I know you're in Texas and I'm out in California now. Uh, people are listening. Uh, but in, mid, in the Midwest, we have something called ice, right? So when you hit it, you skid out. It's kind of similar to sand or mud. Uh, but it was like one or two o'clock. I was with my buddy. We were completely sober. I get on the on-ramp and the, the, the STS is a, a V8 engine rear wheel drive. So as I was accelerating on the highway, I hit a patch of black ice and I'm spinning. And if you're ever in that situation, the worst thing that you could do is slam on the brakes. But that's what I kept doing, which was amplifying the skidding. And so the way it was my buddy in the passenger seat me in the driver's seat, and I was going closer to this concrete wall. And as the trajectory was set, um, if I would have kept that trajectory, I would have, it would have hit the side and would have killed my friend. And I would, you know, looking back on it, if that would have happened, I don't know how I would live with myself. But at the very last second, I was able to turn and boom, hit the front end of my vehicle, completely smashed. And I don't know if you've ever played Grand Theft Auto or ever seen a little kid play Grand Theft Auto. When you see a car smoking, that's a signal that the car is about to blow up blow and get out. Yeah. And so that's what I was going through my head. Mad, mad amounts of smoke coming out. The car completely totaled. I remember shaking, dropping my buddy off. It's like 2.30 at this time. And, uh, you know, regardless of what people believe in, uh, I, I personally believe in uh, God. I looked up and I said, in that moment, I said, Lord, I don't see the positive in this situation. I know that there is but I just don't see it right now. And I ended up going to my parents' house and cause I, I couldn't surprise them at 9 a.m. and say, I told them my car. I had to wake them up, it was like 2.33 a.m. I was hysterical, I was crying, I was upset. And I woke them up and actually when I first got in the accident, the first thing that came to my mind is that, what is my dad gonna say about the car? You know, what are they gonna say about financials? And this kind of leads into, uh, also, too, one thing before that is my, my parents also filed bankruptcy growing up as a kid as well. So financials were a struggle for me. And so that's why that's where that limiting belief came from. And, you know, they, it was OK. We got it fixed and everything. But that moment, I was so um, what I realized was the, the positive from that situation. Looking back on it was. The reason why I had to go to my parents was because I was dependent on them financially. I was still living with them. 
I was under their car insurance. They helped me pay for the vehicle and I didn't have any money left to uh, fix the vehicle. But if I had the financial situation to take care of myself, to fix the vehicle and do all that, I don't even, it's, it's something that happened. I'm perfectly fine. I don't even need to tell anyone about it, but that wasn't the case. And so from that moment on, I made a decision to be, I will never be in that situation ever again to be dependent on someone else financially. And that's for myself and for my family, the, the family that I want to have in the future. And now I want to become the richest man from Cleveland, Ohio. So those three moments really shaped my mindset of doesn't matter where you start, it's where you finish, taking full responsibility of your life and making a conscious decision and choice to go after what you want to go after. And that kind of related to everything else in my life and personal and also in my career and leading me to where I am today. Man, I love that. I love those stories um, because really, you know, when we look at it and we get time to reflect, nothing is wasted. No thing is wasted. You know, so every experience that we have in our life, we can take that and help that, you know, let that help us move forward and propel. I think it's awesome uh, that now, you know, not only have you experienced those things and learned through it and grown through it, but now you're setting yourself up to be in position to help others, you know, from what you've done. And I think that's when you get to that legacy phase, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, then transitioning like kind of where I'm at in terms of my career, I, you know, I, I worked some odd end jobs throughout college. I worked insurance to save up for my, this vehicle. And then uh, when I was in college, I got introduced to Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn is my number one mentor, my, my go-to guy, and got really, got, really got me into the space of personal development and self-help. And I remember listening to him for like an hour in my bed before I would go to class. I didn't want to go to bed. I didn't want to go to class. I just knew. I just kept listening to him. And I even took a loan out to go to my first event in San Diego, the one that you're going to in L.A. I even uh, took a loan. I saw. I ended up seeing Jack Canfield. He was the headliner changed my life as well. And uh, so I was in the personal development space. And the personal development industry is based on taking responsibility for the results in your life and not being a victim, which the why me moments, you know, you're being a victim when you say, why is this happening to me? You're not taking full responsibility of what's really going on. And so I ended up, I saw an ad online when I was in college and I, it said, how to make $10,000 a month anywhere in the world online. I freaking clicked that thing. I was like, this is for me. You know, so many ads you see online, you know, I was one of those suckers that was like, oh, I can do this tomorrow. Let's do this. You know, so I clicked it. I signed up. I purchased the course. And uh, when I was actually in college, too, I played collegiate football uh, for John Carroll University in Ohio. And then I, ended up, I only played for a, a year, about a year and a half. And I ended up quitting so I could study abroad and go to China. So I love the travel. And so when I saw this ad, that was where I was at in my life. I was like, I can make a lot of money and I can travel. And Southeast Asia, the conversion is incredible. So what I did was I purchased that course. And the day after I graduated college, I graduated college on a Sunday. That Monday, I booked a flight to Thailand with me and my girlfriend. I said, all I need is three clients paying me $2,500. Then I'm, I'm set. I don't need to even worry about finances. You know, as I, I was really naive at the time, as I realized, you know, it's a lot harder than that. And I'm sure you know, too, as an entrepreneur, but I learned so much, man. I, I, and 
I was literally waking up every day dedicating to my business. Uh, I remember even getting a bag of rice. It was like almost bigger than like my torso area for like two or three US dollars because rice is so inexpensive. And I was eating that just because I wanted to keep my expenses low. And what I came into was sales and marketing. That, that was something that I, I resonated with. And I was helping gym owners with generate leads and stuff like that. And so my services were, pit, were uh, positioned at $2,500. You pay $2,500 to me, I will generate you leads and new business for gym owners. And as I'm reaching out to people, I'm having relatively success, but it's still a, a hustle. I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting ahead, but I'm able to stay afloat. And I come across this company that says it's the same model. They are, they, they're helping gym owners, but they do it on a commission-only basis. So if I was a gym owner... I don't have to pay anything to the marketing agency until you bring me new clients. And once customers come in, then I pay you a commission afterwards. And then once I learned about that business model, I was like, man, that's way better than my business model. You got to pay me 2,500 and then get the results. So what I did was I just joined forces with them on a commission only basis. I said, I really love this model. I'm already contacting around close to a, uh, a thousand gyms a month. I can just promote this as well. So I added value in that situation, did commission only, and just freaking, it sold like hotcakes. And I did that for about you know, 12 to 16 months. I ran with that and it was incredible. It fueled my, my travels. I lived in Bali, Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia, Malaysia, just incredibly grateful for that. And I'm so glad I took that leap of faith. And then I came across this, uh, uh, this one of my mentors and he taught high ticket closing on how to close sales of $2,500 or more. And the, the model I had was a consulting model, which is one, generate appointments. Number two, convert those appointments. And number three, service those uh, people. So I was doing all three of those phases in the consulting model. And it was just a lot. The more I prospected, the more appointments I got. But then the more I was servicing those clients, the less I could prospect and close deals. And so it was just it was a zero win game. And then I learned about this model was I just... The, this model is you only do step number two. So you partner with someone who generates the appointments for you. I come in, close the high ticket offer, and then they'll service the client. So I said, wow, this is so much better than what I'm doing. So constantly finding ways to improve and find, make things easier and make more money. So I learned that skill and I partnered with this guy while I was abroad, when I was in Vietnam. Um, and keep in mind, I'm in Southeast Asia and I'm working with guys in the U.S., so I'm working from 8 p.m. to like 8 a.m. So this was something I knew I wanted. I wanted sales. I was going to do whatever it takes. And I'm willing to do, I'm willing to work at night. I don't even care. That's how committed I was. And so I was working with this guy. It was a $5,000 package to sell how to create a Facebook ad agency. I had experience in that. He's doing well. And I got connected with this guy in Canada and he was selling a mortgage broke. Uh, he, he helped mortgage brokers uh, for $12,000 to create new business by creating relationships and stuff like that. And I remember making like a $12,000 sale over the phone to a complete stranger that I've never met in, you know, less than, it was a longer call. It was less than a two hour. It was, it was a little less than two hours, but I, I just remember like, wow, this is so powerful. I have this skill set that I can bring to the world. And, you know, I've, I've been doing that model for a while for high ticket closing it. I do it remotely. I partner with influencers. They do all the work. All I have to do is close the deal. I just get a commission on the sale. 
And that's another thing. It's commission-only sales. I don't get a base. I don't get anything. I just get a commission off every sale I make. So I was doing that, and I was, I was really successful. I closed a 5,000 deal in 12 minutes and was just, just killing it. But I was also in Bali working from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., and I just was not happy. The more money I made, the more time I spent on this, the better I got at this skill. You know, it was incredible, but I just wasn't happy. My relationship was suffering because I was sleeping during the day. I wasn't able to take yeah. advantage of all the, the blessings that Bali had during the day. And I just got burnt out and I, I just had to get back to the States and then come back to the state. And that marketing agency, that gym marketing agency that I was working with on commission only basis, it's been about a year and a half, close to two years now. They offered me a remote position with a base plus a commission. And so I was like, you know, I've, I've been doing this for a while. I can just keep crushing it for you and just even better. And so I re really scaled that up. And then one of my buddies in the community to kind of bring me to where I am today, um, he called me. He said, you know, there's this company, Success Resources America, the company that I'm at now, the world's largest personal development company. We have, we're setting up a remote team, commission-only sales, and we're selling tickets, uh, selling tickets for events. And it was only $200. And it wasn't high ticket stuff. I only did, I only did stuff that was $5,000 or more. But when I was in Bali, when I was really sad, and this is such a powerful exercise, write down your ideal day. You know, what does an ideal day look like in Chip Baker's life? Right when you wake up to right when you go to bed. And I remember writing it down saying, I want to travel the world for free and work with Tony Robbins because I want to be a speaker. That, that's really what I want to do. And so... This guy called me and actually read the book, The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. If you haven't read that book, highly recommend it. One of the best sales books I've ever read. Uh, and in the book, it says how to post for a job position, how to post, um, how to hire a sales, a sales guy or sales, salesperson. And he says in the book, once you get him on the phone, say, you know what, Chip, I'm just not hearing superstar in your voice. Nine times out of 10, that person will be like, okay, and hang up. It's a test to see how resilient you are, especially when it comes to sales. So I literally just read that book, and it's from that book specifically. And this guy does that to me. He's just like, you know, how are you, Tyler? We're looking to interview you for this remote sales position to sell tickets. Um, and then we talk a little bit, but he's like, Tyler, I'm just not hearing sales superstar in your voice. I'm just not hearing superstar in your voice. And what I said to him was, his name was Dave. I said, Dave, I completely disagree. If you truly feel that way, then this isn't going to be a good fit because I'm going to be successful regardless of I work with you or someone else. And right after I said that, he's like, Tyler, no, 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 no. It was a test. I had, they told me to say that, you know, you passed, you know, <laughs> and I ended up, um, and, and keep in mind, this is commission only sales for a $200 ticket. That's like 40 bucks. So they give us lists and I'm working. Uh, I, I'm, I made the transition back to LA. I'm living with my girlfriend's family now, still trying to get, get on the ground. I got this marketing position and I'm making calls from 5 to 8 p.m. at night. And I was like, this is a lot better from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. So um, this will do for me, right? But some of these people I'm calling are on the East Coast. So I called uh, this dude yeah. at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And he said, is this like legal? Like, but he's like, I appreciate the hustle and the, the, the perseverance of calling me this late. And I just, that was just the time slot I had for this. Yeah. And there was about six of us. We had like 200 people. We called, 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 called. And turns out this last event that we had, 
uh, that the company had was in Vegas. It actually got rescheduled. And uh, people were pissed off because the event got rescheduled. They couldn't get a refund. Um, they ended up still going to Vegas because they took time off work and stuff like that. And then the new dates, Tony Robbins couldn't make it. So I'm calling people and they're like pissed off. They're like, no, I don't want, you know, I, I'm not interested. Boom, boom, boom. And my buddies called me. They're like, dude, this is crap. Like we're, we made like over a hundred calls, nothing like no one's buying. So then the president of the company, my, my current mentor now, Gene, and hopefully you get a chance to meet him, Chip. Uh, he said, the first person that makes a sale, I'm going to fly you out to Vegas and we're going to give you a, a free ticket to the event. And all my buddies like, dude, Tyler, I'm done. And I said, you just never know. This is an opportunity to work with Tony Robbins. Like yeah. this guy's partner with the biggest people in the industry. So I persevered. I ended up making the first sale. Um, they flew me out to Vegas. They got me on a position. And now I'm the number one sales guy at this position. Uh, and that's where I'm at today. And I absolutely love it because I change lives every single day through education. And the one thing I wanted to share with that is I was like, what if I would have just gave up? You know, but I had such a compelling vision and reason why I wanted to do this because I wanted to work with Tony Robbins and travel for free, which is what I'm doing now. And I ended up persevering. And I, and I was thinking, and I was like, what other areas in my life did I give up and I missed out on that, uh, that opportunity on the other side? And for that, I'm just forever grateful. And uh, it's just an amazing blessing and journey. And we have an exciting events coming up. We got Gary Vee coming in, and I know you're coming to the next event. So uh, it's just been an honor to be a part of the, this transformation. And that's kind of everything that got me to where I am today. Man, that's awesome. That's really cool. <clears throat> but, you know, I think at the end of the day, you think, like, I can't quit. Like, period. Mm -hmm. I can't quit. And and you'll be so glad, like, when we do those things in our life, don't give up. Just keep pushing through. Let's, let's hit on success. What's your definition of success? Success is living, doing things because you want to, not because you have to. Period. Mm. I like and, that. and with that, there's a couple pieces in that. It's like being self-aware, knowing what your passions and what you like to do, what your strengths and abilities are. Because if money's not a factor, what would you do consistently? And then you're not doing it out of fear. You're doing it because you want to and you're in a position and you're financially free to do so. So doing things because you want to, not because you have to. Good stuff. Well, if you don't mind, before we get off, uh, share with the audience where they can follow you and check you out and show you some love. Absolutely. LinkedIn, if anything regarding sales and marketing, Tyler Cerny on LinkedIn, that's the best place. If you want to learn more about like my personal life, my travels and stuff like that, Instagram's the best, best way. And that's TC underscore the closer. Uh, and so Instagram, LinkedIn are great resources. Tyler Cerny, you'll find me. I have a gray and black and white photo. So you can check that out. Uh, and then also, you got a really cool book too, Chip. Uh, I know I was talking about these why me moments. You have a book similar to talking about a similar topic on that as well, right? Yeah, I actually, uh, so I have a, a series and my first book in the series, co-authored with Dr. Oliver T. Reed, the first book is Growing Through Your Go-Through. Mm. And uh, so just, you know, no one's immune from going through tough things, but what we have to do is, as we're going through those things, learn so that we're better on the other side when we come out of it, learn the blessings and the lessons, you know? Okay. 
And then the second book is Effective Conversation to Ignite Relationships and just dropped that like two weeks ago. And so Dude, that's uh, awesome. And it's on Amazon. Yeah. On Amazon. And right, I mean, you I'll know, check it out. yeah, don't just hang on. Just let me, I'll bring, I'll bring you copies and we I'll sign them and we can do that in person if you don't mind. How about All that, right. Yeah. Man? Dude, that works too, man. Yeah. I would so, love so, that. I would love to get a copy of that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do that and uh, I'll bring that out to you, but I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to interview uh, with the success chronicles, really neat journey that you've been on. And I wish you continued success and all that you have going on. Absolutely, Chip. Thank you for having me, man. Keep crushing the game. Yes, sir. Well, thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. Go get it.